Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. <laughs> Welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. My name is Sam. We have Muggsy Bugs as my co-host. Muggsy, how are you? I'm good. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's a big week, a week we've us Hornets fans have been looking forward to for like nine months. That regular season is back this week. And I don't know, I can't, I, I'm having a tough time containing my excitement. I mean, this is what I live for this time of year. You know, it came around, you know, even though it came around a little quickly than people expected, considering everybody, you know, by them being in the bubble mm-hmm. and the season just ended. But this is what we all live for, you know, NBA basketball. You know, we're about to see the best of the world competing. And here it is, tomorrow's opening night. I just can't wait. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of games. Um, but as a fan, it's going to be it's going to be excellent. Um, we have yeah. um, this, which everyone, what y'all listening to is episode three of the Believe in Hornets podcast. Uh, if you're just joining us now, welcome. Go back and check our first two episodes out. We talked about the offseason, the draft, preseason thus far. Now we're, we're talking um, the, this upcoming season. So in this episode, we'll get into uh, just overall thoughts on the Hornets predictions uh we'll talk about some nba league awards like across the board and maybe do a little nba finals preview like who who we who we feel are coming out of the east and west and who we look forward to playing for the for the larry lb later this year um but a friendly reminder if you're new or um been with us since the beginning we appreciate you and if you like that if you like what you hear please feel free to leave us a rating on itunes wherever you're listening because we're on iTunes, we're on Apple Podcasts, or um, Spotify, Luminary, TuneIn, all, everywhere you can find podcasts, basically. Come check us we out. We ain't where. We ain't where. Basically what he's saying. We ain't where. We ain't where. <laughs> exactly. All right. Cool. So, uh, season opener, Cleveland, Ohio, Hornets versus the Cavaliers. It's upon us. Um, before we get into what we'll see, I'm curious to get your opinion, Muggsy, on like, what is the night before feel like and can you walk us through the day of like that first game when you know as a player that first game of the year is tomorrow and when you wake up in the morning and you're like okay this is day one of the grind can you walk us through that mindset uh, a lot of anxiousness a lot of anxiety going through the you know players mind you know because this is what they game for you know they train for you know pretty much throughout the preseason even before the preseason for this moment and then when that moment arrived, um, you know, you just can't wait to get to that opponent and, and showcase what you've been doing throughout, you know, the, the the preseason training camp and as a unit, you know, as well as individually. You want to showcase your talent. Uh, but that's the excitement, you know, competition. You know, that's what we live for. You know, we want to compete against the best, play against the best. And once we realize, you know, we have success against the best, now we need to be included with the best. And I know the Hornets feeling good about themselves right now. Um, with the new addition of the players that they have with Melo and, and Gordon Haywood, you know, the excitement is just, you know, off the chart right now. And having some, you know, now played in preseason and having that under their belt right now, I know these guys are really looking forward to how they can now collectively come together, put this thing, you know, um, a good product out there as a unit, you know, come game one against the Cavaliers. Yeah, and um, I don't want to jinx anything, but... It's probably 
I like that we're putting the Cavaliers in the beginning. Like, let's get <laughs> it. Could be a lot worse. I'll say that. All due respect to the Cavs. Yes. It could be a the lot Cavs worse. The Cavs do have a lot of talent over there now. You know, you got Drummond, you got Love, and mm-hmm. you no know, Fox. So you got some guys that's over there can really get it going. And I'm quite sure now with some of the uh, uh, experience with them, their rookies coming into this now, uh, second year, they gonna feel good about themselves. So, you know, NBA is no easy win. Nowhere you go in that arena. So, I mean, in this game. So, Hornets got to come to play. Yeah, and it's um, it's looking like Gordon Hayward may play um, in the opener, yeah. which, is, which is great to see um, for a lot of reasons. We could use him, A, but also that the injury isn't as bad as it could have been and that he can, like, get his legs about him, get involved with the team, start gelling because he is new to the franchise and we can get through those growing pains, get them out of the way and get that full, like, Gordon Hayward impact we all expect. Yeah, the, the, the injury wasn't as serious as we all, you know, anticipated, but it is on his shooting hand. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's on that finger, so that could have some kind of effect. But Gordon is a, a true professional. You know, he know how to impact the game in multiple ways as opposed to just scoring. So with his presence alone, I think it's going to boost the young guys, give them some kind of confidence going into the game, especially being on the road, and have his veteran leadership um, is really going to um, lead and give these guys, as I said, a sense of, uh, you know, secure uh, of confidence where they believe that we all collectively can go ahead and get a win on the road. Yeah, because um, this this team is very young at its core. The, the most important players on the team are pretty young. And so, yeah, like you mentioned, having Hayward around and uh, as, a, as that veteran on the team to lean on will be really important. So I'm glad to, I'm glad to be there. And I'm just like, I want to see how he looks. I think he looked great in the preseason before he got hurt. Um, I'm, I want to see him in action when the games count the most. Um, but speaking of preseason, we all do. yeah, for sure. We, we need him. We need, we definitely need him. Yeah. Um, Hornets finished the preseason one and four, um, got swept by the Raptors, took one game from the magic, lost the second game in the series to the magic after like a pretty good performance by, uh, uh, Cole Anthony. Like he looked, he looked really good. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That he really did. I mean, you know, I mean, the Hornets losing their first two games against Toronto, then going up there and getting game three uh, in Orlando, and then, you know, taking a dive in game four. I mean, that, that was, you know, that's sometimes that could be expected. I think that what, it wasn't so much about the wins and losses. I think it was more so, uh, as for, especially as a coaching staff, you know, how we work as a unit, um, is the ball moving, how we look defensively. Um, uh, how many turnovers we we, we continue to make uh, on each given night. We got to clean up a lot of areas. So just giving them a perspective of what they need to clean up uh, before the season open up and uh, and what type of rotations and who's going to be available for them. So I think that was more important as opposed to wins and losses during the preseason. Yep. And um, I like I like what we saw from Devontae LaMelo. Looked really great. Miles, I thought, looked really great. Um, I think, you know, I like P.J. Washington a lot. I know people are kind of on his case a little bit after his preseason performances, uh, specifically around his shooting. But I think it's fine. He'll work it out. I'm, I'm a huge P.J. believer. Uh, when the games count, I think he'll be there for us. And uh, just overall, I thought the, the Hornets did what they needed to do in the preseason to be prepared for this campaign because things can go. We don't, we don't know how things are going to shake out. It's going to be a very weird year. So how do you prepare for, like, weirdness? Like, you really can't. All you can do is just, like, do your best in that given moment, you know? And uh, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like the Hornets are 
did like Borrego got the guys ready to do what they need to do this year. And I know I'm biased. Well, I think, <laughs> well we all are. I mean, you know, all thing you can control is what you control. And I think yeah. the issue with PJ, you know, I think he it's preseason, you know, and not, we can't, we got to keep in mind, he's a second year player. So, you know, he's going to have his ups and downs still. So uh, we can't just expect him to be, you know, a flat out, uh, un, uh, what you want to say, unmistakable type of uh, a player. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he's going to have, he's going to make those mistakes and he's going to grow into the player we all know he can be uh, on a consistent basis. But, you know, preseason, you know, guys are still trying to get their legs underneath themselves, trying to get their conditioning going. So I don't put too much weight in the preseason. Uh, going forward in the regular season, that's what I more or less put a lot of weight in. And I think he's definitely ready. He's going to be ready um, because he knows that uh, he's been asked to be to do a lot this year, uh, even though it's his second year, but to play multiple positions, the four and the five. Mm-hmm. And I think as him getting a – understand how to take advantage of of such, you know, with a bigger guy on me. Um, I think it's going to benefit the Hornets. And I really, you know, looking forward to, you know, the excitement in terms of how Coach JB going to allow these guys to be free to play that type of up-tempo type of basketball. But it's all going to come down how they play on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. And the, these first four games are really interesting because we have the Cavs, then the Thunder, like no shots. But after no. that, we have the Nets and the Mavericks. Like, there's a big, I think, leap there from the first two games to the third and fourth game. So that's going to be interesting to watch how the adjustments are made between those different caliber of opponents. Like, are, sorry, like I'm not trying to hot take or, like, <laughs> send shots to Cavs or Thunder fans. Like, no. I, I respect what the Thunder are doing with all those first-round picks they have. They're going to be really fun. But the Nets but, and Mavs, though, we're talking Western, East. Like, that could be a finals matchup depending yeah, on how – how things shake out. Well, I understand where you're coming from in yeah. terms of the Cavs and the Thunder not projected to be the elite teams right now in terms of championship competition uh, competitiveness. But again, like I say, NBA teams, they have NBA talent. Yep. And NBA talent always uh, are capable of winning on any given night. So regardless of who you're playing, you got to come to play. And But in regards to the Nets and what was the other team? Uh, uh, Mavericks, Mavericks, the Ma- Nets and the Mavericks of two. Yeah, those are the two teams that we're looking to possibly uh, competing for finals, at least is getting to the Eastern Conference as well as the Western Conference finals. A um, lot of talent on both sides. Durant coming back. You know, mm-hmm. Durant had, you know, a long, long time off, as people may think, you know, 15 months off, even though he's coming back from a, an injury. Uh, no one in their rightful mind came back 100 percent from but him being back for 15 months off and giving him that extra time, he looked pretty good in preseason. And, uh, and you know, alongside with Kyrie Irving, so they're going to be ready to play. And with, you know, with Luca, you know, he's he, he's feeling it right now. Yeah. You know, he believed that he can be the MVP of the league. You know, so that's been feeding into his mind right now. And, and with Porzingis, you know, being available, you know, when he come back. So it's, you know, they're, they're going to be a, a team to be reckoned with, but, Hornets, I like what they're putting together. I like what Coach JB and I'm doing. So I'm really excited about tomorrow's opening. Oh, for sure. And like the um the Nets, um, I know we're I know I'm jumping I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but Nets have uh have Steve Nash in charge with mm-hmm. Mike D'Antoni as assistant coach. Like I want 
I want to see that. Like, I know, I don't, I'm not sure when the Nets actually play, but us like parallel to the Hornet season. I'm checking out the <laughs> Nets this year. Nets are going to be one of those teams that um, I may, like, I might buy a league pass just for the Nets, basically, is what I'm getting at. So it's cool that we're going to be playing them so early and we can see them against play our guys and see, you know, how our guys stack up against that Brooklyn team. Same with the Mavericks. But um, it, it's, it's, this is really cool. That's what's so great about the NBA. Like, Teams can can evolve so quickly from one year to another, and you don't know until it happens. Like I know I was talking about the Cavs and Thunder. The Cavs may blow everyone's expectations out of the water this year because things can change like that in the NBA versus other like other American sports where that rebuild that process can take a couple years. So who knows what we'll see against the Cavs? Like they may they may have it on them this year. We don't know. <laughs> a lot of things go into play, you know especially during the season, injuries, yeah. anything can come into play that that change the dynamic of, you know, a team's narrative. So, um, knock on wood, hopefully that ain't the case. And, you know, you're speaking of the Brooklyn Nets, you know, with, you know, with Steve Nash and, the, you know, the assistant uh, who he brought on with Dan Tony, you know, they're familiar mm-hmm. with each other. So they're going to run the system that they're accustomed, but it's going to come to the defense then. Then you look up at Philadelphia, you know, with Doc Rivers now, being the uh, leading those, uh, being a head of, head charge and 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 at the uh, at the realms of the coaching staff up there, uh, now having MB having someone yeah. of Doc Rivers' magnitude as well with Ben Simmons, you know that could elevate their game to a whole new level. And here it is, they were stars, and you know they could be superstars, you know, going forward with the addition, you know, Seth Curry and Danny Green shooting. So a lot of things can happen, you know, going forward. I mean, with this season, um, as you mentioned, you go out west, uh, you know, Portland. You know, who knows what can happen with Portland, as well as in Denver, you know, with mm-hmm. the Joker and, and those guys. So Murray, man. A lot of dynamics could go on to where other teams could start to evolve where, you know, we ain't even expected. But those teams that we just mentioned, we're expecting them to be there at the end. Yeah, and, like, the Lakers – the Clippers, <laughs> um, Giannis is staying. So, like, what, you know he's he's got to be going into the season motivated after the how the last two postseasons ended for him. Like, it, and then yes. there's the James Harden X factor. Where does he end up? Because whoever lands James Harden is going to be a problem. Like, that team is going up a level with James Harden on board. So yeah. There's a lot of stuff to kind of float out. Yeah, I mean, we yeah, the, the Lakers and – that franchise, I mean, everybody's projected or predicting them to be a repeat. So the only thing right now is health concerns that it only could derail them from reaching their ultimate goal. Then you got the Clippers over there. So it's a lot of things with the, new, with the addition of Serge Ibaka. So it's a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, things going to happen with and then Phoenix, you know, Chris Paul down in Phoenix. Yes. So they're going to put themselves in the mix a little bit. Uh, so, you know, unchangeable parts. And it always happened with when a superstar leave one team to go to another, now that becomes, you know, the the changing of the whatever leads you go into, you know, each spectrum. So mm-hmm. that's why, you know, players, you know, it determines where they go. It dictates how that franchise, you know, become on that national stage again. And it all about, you know, they all rebuild and they all kind of, you know, do it in different ways. Some do it in free agency, some do it in with the draft. You know, as you mentioned with um, OKC, you know, with all those draft picks. 
Um, and some do it with just bringing in free agents, which Brooklyn and Clippers, you know, so they have multiple ways. But I like what the Hornets have done. You know, Hornets have really, you know, created, you know, even though they made the uh, cut today and, and freed up, uh, got down to the roster by freeing up, uh, by releasing those four players, mm-hmm. you know, even though they was not guaranteed, but those guys will get opportunity to go down to the G League once they clear waivers. But it cleared up $4 million in cap space. So give them a little bit of flexibility going into the trade with that $4 million and possibility to bring someone in or possibly using it towards a trade. So I like the flexibility. I like the way the direction they are headed in. So it kind of, you know, like I say, every organization, every team have a different way of how they're trying to accomplish their goals. And um, so, you know, only just what they believe and feel like it could come to a fruition. So I like what the Hornets are doing in the direction that they're headed. Yeah, well. it feels like there's a real plan in place, which feels good as a fan because, mm-hmm. I, like, I'm not, I was never a fan of the process, just tanking for the sake of tanking and then just collecting top picks because that doesn't seem like a plan to me. And yeah. this, what the Hornets have gone through, just really drafting well while remaining – I'm, I'm – I'm saying competitive. I know mm-hmm. the Hornets haven't won a lot of games, but the games that they've lost weren't because these guys weren't trying to win. Like the oh, team absolutely. played their opponents very hard. Yes. While um while the franchise continues to draft well and we're seeing the benefits of that with our young core from first round picks and second round picks and through trades like being viable players today. So that that feels good that we're on that path. Um Speaking of paths, though, do you think the Hornets have a path to the playoffs? So it's a weird thing this year. We have the the eight, the ninth and tenth seed have a shot now to play right. into the NBA playoffs. The East isn't as strong as the West, though. Um, if we had to set up last year um, and no bubble and like no no COVID, the Hornets would have been eligible for the playing game. They finished tenth last year, so. My question to you is, mm-hmm. like, do you think the Hornets can finish 10th or above and make a run for a playoff spot? I mean, I never say never. You know, it all depends, again, how healthy everybody stay. Um, if, if, if Gordon Hayward can stay healthy pretty much during, this, during the season, they've really got a legit chance because his presence, his scoring ability, as well as allowing the other guys to do what they do because of, the way he's able to pe- impact the game and create his own shot, um, they have a, a really good chance. You know, it, it also depends on, uh, and, and it's not so much on Melo. Uh, Melo, I think, would they will allow him to come along as he comes uh, and grow because you got two uh, dynamic guards over there in Rogier and Devontae Graham who could put the ball in the basket. Uh, but ball brings a, di- a different element. You know, he passes the basketball. He gets the ball up quickly. Um, and he finds his teammates so he can make guys around the best. So you can use him, you know, even though if he's not shooting the ball well, he can still be utilized in, in a very uh, impactful way. And, you know, again, the bench play, you know, the bench got to come in and, and, and contribute. I like McDaniels. I really like Daniels. McDaniels, you know, he always stay consistent when he comes in. Uh, he can stretch the floor. He can stretch the floor. Uh, he also could be able to, uh, you know, on a defensive end, be long with the deadline and the Martin 
twin. Yeah. You know, being able to be energized, coming with that, you know, that type of energy and being able uh, to, to, to defend as well as get out and score. And then Bisbee Alamo, you know, Biz Matt, his presence, you know, yeah. the, whatever, how many times, you know, the inside presence is going to be key. You know, Cody going to do the intangible things. He got to continue to do that. But Biz Matt got to be that one to protect the rim and be able to give them extra possessions and uh, when, when needed to where they can get out in that transition. So it's a lot of things got to come into play for them to be able to reach that ultimate goal. But I believe in them. I think it can happen. Yeah, that's the name of the podcast, Believe in Hornets. Check it out. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so um, I, I made a YouTube video last week about um, I, I think the Hornets will make the playoffs. I think if the bar is at 10, 10 like the 10th mm-hmm. seed, they did that last year and this roster is better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for those reasons alone, they'll make it. Um, and analytics would say yes. Yeah, you hope so, surely. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I want to, I'm believing in Devontae getting, continuing to get better. Miles mm-hmm. continuing to get better, PJ, et cetera. Plus, Gordon Hayward's arrival, LaMelo Ball's involvement, and his ability to make other players better. It feels like a, a lock. All right. Mm-hmm. Disclaimer do not take any betting advice from me. I'm terrible at it. Um, but, I'm not going to name any websites, but I've seen on websites out there that the Hornets are project have been projected to finish like 12th with like five wins below the Bulls. And I just feel like Mm -hmm. that is insane to me. Like Mm -hmm. I see what the Bulls are doing. I respect what they're doing, but I think Mm -hmm. this this Hornets roster is way more mature than theirs and has has way more talent. So I think the, the Hornets have a little bit of they don't believe in us energy about them, which could be very valuable as this team evolves. Like we've seen in sports, on all sorts of American sports, that like bulletin board material could be good for the locker room um, and a little extra motivation going into the season and against those tough opponents. We always consider the underdogs and that's the nature of, you know, who the Hornets are and that allows us to be surprising on any given moment Mm because people realize that, you know, hey, these guys are for real. And that's what the Hornets are going to show. You know, they're going to show that they are for real, you know, especially with the coach that they have. You know, it's going to be a merit of him. You know, he believes in, you know, hard nose, being able to compete, contain, and get out and run. And if these guys can continue to understand that philosophy, uh, share the basketball, uh, continue to, you know, think as one as, you know, as a unit, then everything's going to be fine. And I'm, again, I'm excited for the beginning of it because I know they're excited with the new synergy that's around the team, the organization, even though there's no fans in the building. But still, it's just the excitement that what has been transpired in terms of all that been done uh, up until this point. So um, everybody, just get your popcorn. Let's get ready to roll. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Um, I'm with you. I'm so excited for this. Um, before we uh, before we leave here, I want to get your your – your, your MVP, like, who do you think is going to win MVP and rookie of the year? Well, the MVP, you know, LeBron is going to be in the conversation every time because that's what he brings to the table each and every year. Um, of course, Giannis won it last year. Um, you had so many couple candidates, you know, Kawhi was in it. Uh, at one point, Paul George was in it for a mm-hmm. minute. Um, but again, you know, Giannis, if it is all because the criteria is during the regular season. Right. You know, and then, you know, Giannis just, he just fills the stat sheets up, you know, with the rebounding, with the block shots and the scoring, uh, steals, 
you know, he fills those stat sheets up on a regular basis. So it's going to be hard uh, for him to not keep duplicating that. But, you know, I, I look at little Luca over there. Luca right now, he's mm-hmm. he's feeling himself. And he believes, yeah. again, like I say, the Tweety Bird number in his ear saying that you this and you that. And not to say he's not, because he's really, boy, I tell you, he has put, he showcased, he put on the performance every time he stepped on the phone. I love his game. You know, he has that not so quick, that deceptional quickness, but yep. the IQ level is off the chart. And that's what you love about a player who you can see has the game slow down and you're able to really take advantage and have so much impact on not only for yourself, but for the, your teammates. And so I'll, if I had to say one, I'm going to say uh, Luca. Luca's going to win it. And yeah, as could, for the yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to say a very real possibility that he can average a triple double. Like Luca could do everything offensively. And I think that's a very safe bet. Sorry to cut you yeah. off. What, 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 what's no, your no. pick for rookie of the year? But then the rookie, see, the rookie of the year is always a toss up because yeah. there's always someone come out of the blue that wins it that you know don't even realize. Last year, you know, it was it was a unanimous between, well, I want unanimous, but. Yeah. It was pretty well. You, it was unanimous between the two, uh, Zai and, and, and Jai. You know, but Zai didn't play. You know, right. he was hurt, so Jai went and showcased and and showcased what he did. Um, this year, you know, I, I, right now, if I can look at it and saying the opportunities that they will get, um, the kid Ellis. They Anthony need scoring there mm-hmm. in Minnesota. Wiseman, he's not going to touch the ball as much because he's more of a, you know, inside presence. Melo can have a really shot at getting it because the ball will be in his hands. It all depends on his consistency. But if I have to pick anybody, you know, over TG, over D, was, uh, over Toppin, he's another kid that has mm-hmm. potential. But if I would pick anybody, I'm going to say Mallow yeah. because he will have, again, the opportunity. Ball will be at his hand. He's going to get the minutes. And uh, if he stay healthy, um, the, the the ooze and the eyes are going to be there. And uh, and no telling how that becomes a perception, you know. So if my money's on it, I'm going to say Mallow. Yeah, same here. He's, he's going to do so many things for the Hornets, and he has all this attention on him. Like, if you just put his numbers in a vacuum, you may not – that player, like if you take his name away, like or just looked at his output for the season, he may not get the attention he would deserve for the numbers. But when you just slap Lamelo's name on it, you have um, sports writers from New York asking questions in post – like training camp videos now. Like this guy mm-hmm. has the eyes of the basketball wor- world on him. And I think I think he's going to perform, and it's going to be noticed. Like this is, I think there's a zero percent chance anything positive he does goes unnoticed, and I think that makes him the leading candidate for rookie of the year. Because yeah. I think he'll deserve it, but also he won't go like unnoticed. Is basically what I'm saying. Well, th- that's the key. You know, he got to deserve it. The yep. game got to match the, you know, the 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 the, the celebrity the you know, the the attention that he's going to get it because he's going to get the attention. It's going to be there. Oh, yeah. But again, 
I still believe again with the the, the gods that he has around him with Devonte and, and and T Rozier, you know, it's gonna. just be him no pressure you know understand and he's gonna have his ups and downs he's gonna have some great nights and he's gonna have some not so great nights but the more he can remember those great nights and not even worry about those not so great nights you know and that's going to come from the guys around him giving them that type of positive influence that we don't hang on this we move on to the next play and i think that that's where he's going to grow up to be that type of player that we all think he can be and I, I want to say, as a former, I was, I, for those out there, I used to be a news reporter, and I I really appreciate his interviews. He's he's very when he when someone asks him a question, he clearly doesn't want to answer or doesn't like. He doesn't like no sell it. He answers it. He's very short, succinct. There's nothing to read into. Like he he handles that very well. Like someone asked him if he bought Cam Newton's old apartment. You can see the look on his face. He didn't want to talk about where his living arrangements, but he answered it so well that it wasn't going to be a headline afterwards that, oh, LaMelo lashes out or LaMelo shuts down. Like he, he's super measured in those situations. I think that'll be very handy as he continues on this year and his NBA career. Like whoever was around him that taught him like how to handle the media, like he's handling it now, two thumbs up for me, like killing it. Um, yeah, well, that's awesome. I mean, that's good to be, you know, to understand that at a young age. And, and yeah. of course, he had a couple guys in front of him that he got a chance to learn from, his brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then playing overseas and being around professionals, having opportunities. So, you know, taking, you know, that experience and, and understanding how to, you know, answer those questions is always going to be huge. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so, what about the finals? Um, we talked about the Lakers a little bit. Do you think the Lakers can repeat uh do you see another team slipping in there do you see a team from the east coming in and taking well, the throw? well i mean I, I think like everybody has the lakers repeating but like i say anything could pretty much change that health is one of them um and that's the only thing you see that's going to derail them from that uh but you got a lot of other teams that's gonna you know not gonna say it's gonna be that easy to, to hand it over because you got brooklyn from mm-hmm. the east you got philly from the east you got the Clippers from the West. You got Portland, Denver. A lot of these teams are going to be as good, you know. So, and that edge on their shoulders is pretty, it's pretty hard, high right now. And I'm quite sure, especially the Clippers, and you know the next door neighbors. And so we're gonna see. We'll see, you know, how this all unfolds. You know, Utah, they believe yeah. in themselves as well. And again, Dallas. So it's going to be exciting. It's here now. It's here. I can't wait. I cannot oh, wait. It's it's like it's an early Christmas present. Yes. December 23rd. It's here. It's here. We have it back. It's back yeah. to us. <laughs> it's back. It made it. It finally made it back. Finally. Yes. So um, that'll, that'll do it for this week's episode. We'll be back next week um, on December 30th. Um, we'll be talking NBA basketball for real. Real NBA basketball. Can you believe it? We've made it. <laughs> Another knockout. Yeah, yeah, we'll be, you know, talk about the, the X's and the O's and who did this and who did that. And, uh, and that's another exciting part of it. I love it. I love it. Oh, so, much, to it. so much to dig into. So please, if you like what you hear, subscribe, tell a friend. We're talking Hornets basketball all season long. 
Don't miss a single episode. You'll regret it. Um, but thank you so much for listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We'll talk to you soon. Go Hornets! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.